In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The world is in a global uproar. We have hurricanes, floods, earthquakes, forest fires in our country, the United States. And there are fires, hurricanes, mudslides, devastating wars, killer diseases, terrorists, and the insidious destruction of national values all over the world. It seems nearly impossible to breathe normally or even sort out what is the right or best response to all the rancorous and disastrous global craziness. What are we to do? Who can say? Who has the right answers to these upsetting questions and painful occurrences? Where can we turn to find some solace, some healing, some guidance, some peace and quiet? Not surprising our four lessons for today, Genesis, Psalms, Romans, and Matthew have not only answers that can heal us, set us on solid ground, and fire up our spiritual powers, but they can also lift up our hearts and send us out to do the work we have been given. We can move forward with confidence that our Lord Jesus is not only on our side, but also has taken up our suffering so that we too can be his healers and uplifters for all who need our gifts, our compassion, and our acts of love. All four of our biblical lessons for today will provide us with the tools, determination, and blessings we need to achieve our necessary spiritual peace, as well as our successful collective determination and motivation to uplift those who need our prayers and our gifts. Our psalmist in Psalm 105 has these powerful ideas. Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Sing praises to him and speak of his marvelous works. Remember the marvel he has done, his wonders and his judgments of the mouth. So now let us consider how potent these simple musical and poetic ideas are for us. For example, consider this simple verse. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Yes, rejoice, my friends. Rejoice because God wants us to be his people and to serve the world with its many needs. So my friends, rejoice. Next, let us consider the text from Exodus 3 and how it encourages us to draw close to God the Father and get ready to bring people out of bondage. That's right, out of bondage. At this moment in the book of Exodus, we learn that Moses, a murderer, 
had been keeping his father's flock, father-in-law's flock out in the desert. And he's right now doing some sightseeing. Imagine. He's out in the desert and he's got the flock and he's doing sightseeing. And the reason he's doing sightseeing is he's seeing a bush that's on fire. And the bush is not burning up. The bush continues to be there without being singed. And he's fascinated by it. But my friends, this is a divine setup. This is a way that God had sucked Moses directly and firmly into this moment of this unbelievable event so that he could convert his man, Moses, into the savior of God's people, the Israelites. Trickery at work. Moses, the one and the only great man who could be able to lead the people out of captivity into freedom. But Moses is worried. He's trembling because of the crime he had committed. And here God is asking him to go and negotiate with the most powerful man in the world, Pharaoh. Moses the murderer in front of Pharaoh. What a picture. But God promises to be at Moses' side. He also tells Moses to use God's personal spiritual name, I am. Moses will say to Pharaoh, I am has sent me when meeting with them. So it is that we too can go to God's people in need while knowing the divine name I am, has also sent us out to care for God's people near and far. And if we were to turn to Romans 12, we will hear the voice of Paul the Apostle, formerly Saul. Saul was a Jewish persecutor of Jesus' disciples and other Christians. But now, when we hear the converted Paul speak, his voice is highly spiritual, highly practical, highly doable, and extremely valuable. He provides 30 highly simple but spiritually strong commands. Here is a simple selection of these potent ideas for the best behavior of us Christians past and present. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Be ardent in the spirit. Rejoice in hope. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Weep with them who weep. Do not repay evil for evil. Never avenge yourselves. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. 
If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For you will be heaping coals of fire on their head. And finally, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Paul has moved directly to the center of our Christian spirituality and how it works and how strong its essential power is. Paul is modeling the manifold ways we can serve those in need and with us. What a pure blessing. At last we arrive at the Gospel, Matthew 16, where Peter has a showdown with our Lord Jesus. Peter's intentions are good. All Peter wants is to find an escape hatch for Jesus so that he won't die as a criminal. And Peter is skeptical and has a tough time accepting the idea of his dead master rising alive and well from the tomb. Jesus informs Peter of the truth and a truth that applies to us as well. Quote, you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Friends, no matter how we slice it, the only things that matter spiritually are divine things. Divine things such as elevating our spirituality, our spiritual moments, our spiritual intentions, and most of all, our spiritual actions and outcomes, our deeds. May we always sing praises to the Lord. May we rise up to set God's people free. May our hearts be converted to the love of the Spirit. May our fears be gone because of our love for Jesus Christ. Praise be to God.